Okay, if God wants me to be happy then, if he wants me to enjoy life, then it must mean this, that God has some super, super duper things in store for my future. That sounds good, and that makes me want to celebrate that, so let's celebrate that. Thank you, God, because we have this, me, and you, and together, that makes us pretty happy, right? So we like that. Happy together. If God wants me to be happy, then that also means he wants me not just to be happy, but if things that make me happy, those must be things that are good. And those things that make me unhappy in my life, then those things must be bad, right? So some of those things that make me unhappy, well, one of those would be discomfort. I mean, I like to be comfortable. If God wants me happy, then that means he's going to want me comfortable, and also, I, I really don't like to have to delay anything. I mean, so I, I like what I want, usually when I want it. And so there's no way, I, I don't like waiting. And so waiting makes me unhappy. That can't be part of God's plan if he wants me to be happy. And then there's this whole thing about risk, right? I, I, God wants me safe, right? He wants me safe, low risk, where I don't have to worry, uh, guaranteed safety. So if I don't have to worry... That would make me happy. I would enjoy that. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't worry. Be happy. That's good. And I also, I don't like suffering. Suffering does not make me real happy. That's definitely not happy. So if that's not part of God's plan, surely suffering, because there's no happiness there. I think I could also add inconveniences Wow, those just irritate me. And if it irritates me, it makes me want to scream. So that can't be part of God's plan because really that stuff would make me sad. So not happy. Can't be that bad, right? Yeah. Um, so let's see, the things that make me unhappy would be discomfort, delay, risk, suffering. I think I could also include obstacles in that because after all, really, listen, I, the, obstacles, don't they just get in the way? So I say no to obstacles. All of those things, all of those things, they can keep me from being happy, which means if God wants me happy, then they can't be part of God's plan or his will for my life. Because God wants me happy, and I like happy. Pretty happy, huh? Now let's face it. All of this uh, happy talk. Well, in all of this, something becomes my focus. And it's not God. I mean, in all of this, something becomes my desire. And it's many, many false gods. The false gods of comfort and money and pleasure and people and things. But those are all the things, though, that make me happy. Happy. If I believe that God wants me to be happy, then suddenly 
God exists to serve me. It's as if I'm at a buffet line, which I love. And God is serving me at the buffet line, and I say, yeah, I want some of that. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And that, ooh, no, 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 none of that, God, I won't have that. I'll skip that, but I want heaps and heaps of that. And God is serving me at the buffet line to keep me happy. And if God wants me happy and I'm not happy, then obviously it's God's fault that I'm not happy. You know, I've often heard people say things like this. Well, you know, Harley, I've tried church. It just didn't work for me. Or they might say, I I tried religion and it just didn't work. I I mean, it's just not my thing. God gives us some descriptions of himself in his word. And one of those descriptions he gives us, a way to understand him, he says, I am your father, your, your heavenly father. I'm, I'm a good, good father. And God is. He is a great parent. And you know, as a great parent would do, God is, he does delight in our happiness. But our happiness... It is not a high priority to God like any good parent would choose. It is not a high priority. Now, the statement that I'm going to make, this next statement is down to earth and it's gritty, and, but it's real. God doesn't want you to pursue happiness. He wants you to pursue him. You see, when we pursue happiness, or if we pursue God and ask Him for our happiness, even through that, that would be similar to us having a friend who was our friend as long as we could do something for them. A friend who was around and who was with you as long as they could benefit from you. God doesn't want us to treat him like that. He has no, no room, no tolerance for that kind of relationship. So we're not talking about pursuing God so we can be happy. We're talking about pursuing God because of who he is. He is our holy, grace-filled, mercy-filled, righteous God. So, I want you to be happy. Well, God never said that. So God never really said that. There are actually times in your life when God doesn't want you to be happy. God doesn't want you to be happy when it causes you to do something sinful or stupid. He doesn't want you happy in that scenario. Our happiness does not trump God's call on your life and my life to be holy. Listen to how it's worded in 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 15. But now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who chose you is holy. He's saying we are commanded to be holy, not the best we can do, to be holy like God is holy. Now, this puts a whole new 
a whole new perspective on it. Because like for me, when I'm not hungry and I eat because it makes Harley feel better, God is like, no, 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 Harley, that, that's not okay. I do this a lot. When I eat more than I need to because it is so good, God is like, nope, not okay, Harley. If you know someone and they would maybe make this argument for pornography, they might say, you know what? My wife's not meeting my needs at home, and so a little porn, it's not going to hurt. No one's going to know about it. God says, no, I, I, I don't want you happy like that. If it takes sin to make you happy, I don't want you happy. Here's another one. Gentlemen, if you hate your job and you know you have family and you know you have bills, but your boss, though, your boss is driving you nuts and you're not happy. So you quit your job and you haven't yet arranged another job. So you didn't listen to God, you didn't listen to wise counsel, but this decision made you happy because you don't have to go back to that place anymore. No. No, that's not wise. God doesn't want you happy like that. Maybe you're not married and you're having sex. Listen, we say to ourselves, well, God understands. He knows how much we're in love. He understands. Wrong. God doesn't make an exception for when we are doing what makes us happy, when it's something he has said, don't go about it this way. When your choice of person to marry or date does not line up with God's word, no. He doesn't want you happy like that, not, not in that way. But I want to be happy. We say to ourselves, but they make me happy, or that makes me happy. And it must be okay. Surely it's okay, because God wants me to be happy. And no, it's just simply not true. God never said that. God doesn't want you to be happy if it, if it, if it requires you to do something sinful. He doesn't want happy. He doesn't want you to be happy if that requires you to do something unwise. And he also, he doesn't want you to be happy if it is solely, your happiness is based upon the things of this world. Here's one that gets me. As seen on TV. It's better, it's cool, it does something really neat. And you know what, at Branson they have a whole store for just as seen on TV. I love it. It's everything I have ever seen on TV, and it's all in one store. And you look at it, and you say, I got to have it. And it's even worse when we think about technology, because, you know, my phone was just fine, just fine yesterday. And then I see that phone today that it's newer, it's bigger, or smaller, doesn't whichever direction you want to go, and it's better. And suddenly, my phone doesn't make me happy anymore. I, I want that one. If I have that one, I will be happier. It'll be better. I'll be happier because it's better. It makes my life easier. How quickly 
our happiness changes from one thing to another. Here's the thing. When it takes that next one or that new one or that different anything to make us happy, no, God doesn't want us happy like that. You see, that's really counterfeit happiness. When it takes better possessions or peaceful circumstances or maybe a thrilling experience or right relationships or perfect appearance, still working on that one, if any of that is what's required to equal my happiness, then no, I think the reality is that's counterfeit happiness. It's, it's not happiness at all, really. Do you know what really that is? Really, that's an appetite. And like every appetite that I have, it takes more and more and more and more for me to get to that same level of counterfeit happiness. It always takes more because it's an appetite. If it requires things in this world to make you happy, then God says, no, I, I don't want you happy like that. You see, this life, it's not about this world that we live in. Listen to how potently God tells us this in his word. First John chapter 2, listen to this in verse 15. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world... You do not have the love of the Father in you. Man, that's powerful. It goes on. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything that we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. He says, these are not from the Father, but they're from this world. And then listen to this. And this world, verse 17, is fading away along with everything that people crave, all of this stuff. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You see, God doesn't want you, he doesn't want me, he doesn't want us happy if it takes sin to be happy. He doesn't want us happy if it takes an unwise decision to make us happy. And he doesn't want us happy if it requires things in this world. But here's what God does want. God wants you to be blessed. What a great word. We find that all throughout Scripture. He wants you to be blessed. And being blessed has absolutely nothing to do with counterfeit happiness. Being blessed has nothing to do with your level of pain that you're experiencing. Being blessed has nothing to do with whether you are or are not in a storm in this life. Being blessed has nothing to do with discovering that you have weaknesses, nothing to do with you encountering trouble after trouble after trouble. In fact, being blessed means this. You will have pain in this life, but you will have comfort in your pain. Being blessed means you will have many storms, but you will have peace in your storm, strength in your weakness, and joy 
through your troubles. That's what being blessed is. I've got a friend I want to introduce you to on the screen here. That's the best I could come up with. I'm really short on friends these days. That's a fish, and he's on the beach. I love the beach. <laughs> Wish I was at the beach, don't you? I love the beach. But does he look happy? I mean, I've seen happy fish. I've seen Finding Nemo. There's some happy fish in there. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy at all. And you know what? We could, we could, we could try to do some things for him. Here's a stack of money. I could give him a stack of money. Okay, it is Monopoly money, but I don't really have stacks of money. So we're going to have to just pretend. Stacks of money. We could give him all the money that he craves, that he asks for, that he wants. I mean, he's on the beach. We could fix him a nice margarita. We could give him a beach chair with an umbrella. I can give him my sunglasses. I mean, anything that he might require or want, I can give that to him. Anything. And I could give him as much of it as he wants or as he asks for, but he's never, ever going to be happy on the beach. Even if he wants all of these things that I give him, he's not going to be happy because he was not designed for the beach. That's not his real home. Part of the reason why we will not get real happiness from all of these, any of these other things, is because we were not made for this earth. This is not our permanent home. Listen to how Max Lucado worded this. He said, moments of happiness can't compare to what is ahead. It can't. Max Lucado said, you need to lower your expectations of earth, not heaven. There's no new car, new wife, new boat, new anything that can give you the joy that your heart craves. That's what he said. But you know, we have the tendency to do the opposite. We have the tendency to raise our expectations of this life here on earth. And we lower our expectations of heaven. And when we do that, it makes us dread the future and it makes us crave a better life right now, right here. And God is saying, I, I don't want you happy if that's what it takes. I don't want you happy like that. See, God never really said that he wants us to be happy. We opened with that verse at the very beginning, and that's God's word. It's real. It's true. But we didn't give you the whole verse. Listen to how the whole verse is read here in Psalm 97, verse 12. May all who are godly be happy, yes, in the Lord and praise his holy name. Our happiness is simply not one of God's top priorities. But you pursuing Him, it is. 
And it is in that that you will find true, genuine, for real happiness. And pursuing God is so much more than just us meeting together here as Stuttgart Harvest Church in this building. It's so much more than what we do on Sundays. Us pursuing God involves Monday, all day long, Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, and what we do every day, all day long to pursue God moment by moment. And then, and then we meet together here on Sundays and we celebrate together what God has done the rest of the week in, our, in and around our lives. That's what makes Sunday so amazing is when we have been pursuing God all week long, moment by moment. So here's what we're asking you to do throughout this series. Would you be willing to read my utmost for his highest? Now, there's a link on our Facebook page right now. There's three different links. So you have three options here. Well, you have a fourth because you could say, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but the first two options are links, one to their Facebook page, my utmost for his highest. That's perfectly free. There's a second link to their website, my utmost for his highest. That also is perfectly free. Or you could choose to buy the book, and I put a third link on there, and that sends you to Amazon.com where you could purchase the book, My Utmost for His Highest. But here's what we're asking you to do. Throughout this series, will you pursue God every single day? And that's just one way. You don't have to replace. If you have other ways, how you have a devotional time and a reading time, a time alone with God, do that. But would you, over the course of this series, add this one little step to your daily routine of you pursuing God. Would you join us? As we say, God, we are not pursuing you so that you can make us happy, so that you can give us the things we want. We're not pursuing you because you're the magic genie in the bottle and you will give us what we ask for if we do the right things. No. We're not saying, God, Will you do things for us? We're simply saying, God, I want to pursue you, my creator, my holy God, my righteous God, who has already acted on my behalf when you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I choose to pursue you, God, every day. Will you join us? Will you join us in pursuing God? I want you to be happy. God never really said that. He wants you to pursue Him. Let's pray. God, your psalmist told us that may all who are godly and my dear God, I so often do not feel godly. So often I have put my happiness as the priority of my life. I've put my happiness as what has been my, my decision-making radar. My decision-making structure has been 
what will make me happy. But God, that is not godly. I ask you to forgive me. God, the psalmist said, may all who are godly be happy. And yes, there can be happiness in this life. But God, he then says that the happiness is in you, Lord. And God, may we pursue you this week. And may we come back next week, next Sunday, and celebrate together what you have done in our lives during the week. As then we together will praise your holy name. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.